The Democratic National Convention Night 2, the United States Postal Service pauses operational changes until after the election. Will it be enough for the Dems? And Goodyear responds to backlash over political bias as President Trump calls for a boycott. We've got all that coming up today and more, and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez today joined by Jason Buttrell. It is Wednesday and his wife lets him out only on Wednesdays. Jason Buttrell, <laughs> chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program. Thanks for being here, Jason. Thank you to your wife for allowing you the one day out a week. <laughs> we really appreciate it. We'd ask you for two days, but turns out we only like you for the one. Uh, also joined, I'm just kidding, we love Jason, by Kezia Schaefer, host of Crocs On. <laughs> on YouTube, and uh, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you subscribe to it. She is uh, my favorite Australian. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. <laughs> Whoa. I'm going to go ahead and say it. You're my favorite Australian. That's good, because you do know a couple Aussies, so that I do. Is... Don't tell them, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. It'll be our little... Yeah. Our little secret. <laughs> uh, all right, we've got a lot to get into. Uh, night two of the Democratic National Convention was last night. Um, I think it was, I, I don't know if it could be, was it worse than night one? Do, can, we, can we quantify, like, which one was more insufferable? I felt like this one was pretty bad. Yeah, well, I don't know. When they cut to that dude in, like, the bird costume singing, Yeah, that was weird. Billy Porter. You think so? That kind of made the entire thing. I was like, wow, I didn't know this was going to happen. I'm going to watch this every freaking time now. Okay, but did, did you watch that? I saw I saw some clips. I don't know if I saw the bird guy, but I certainly saw a man in a dress, and he was like, do, 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 stop. Yes. Wait, I think that was it. Yes. With that little wings. Yes. Yes. Because yeah. he loves to wear dresses. He yes. shows up all the time in dresses. Yes. He loves um, it. And also, but like the graphics in that. I was thinking to myself, this looks like it was produced by a high school AV club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the best that the Democrats can do. Well, They've had this date for a long time. Yeah. Wasn't plan. it Harvey Weinstein who used to do the planning? Wasn't it oh, him? Oh, I, I don't thought, know. I thought he used to. Well, that's awkward. I, I don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that he used to like be the that creative guy. And now that he's gone, it's like sort of fallen oh, apart. That makes sense. I mean, but they only have like literally everyone in Hollywood in their back pockets. So it's yeah. crazy that they couldn't have come up with anyone else to help them with Steven that. Steven Spielberg could have done this for crying out loud. <laughs> right. Gladly. This big yeah. epic production. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Joe Biden was officially nominated last night. Here is a little bit of that anticlimactic mess. Watch. Thank you to all our delegations. I'm pleased to announce that Vice President Joe Biden has officially been nominated by the Democratic Party as our candidate for President of the United States. Vice President Biden is hereby invited to deliver an acceptance speech. <laughs> well, thank you very, very much. From the bottom of my heart, thank you all. It means the world to me and my family, and I'll see you on Thursday. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Awkwardly putting my mask back on. I don't want to smile anymore. (laughs) 
That is so cringe. Yes, really sad. brutal. So incredibly cringe. I mean, I get it. It's virtual. So how much can you really hype it up? But maybe like just try to have some applause while the guy's announcing it yeah. or something. Yeah. It was just, it, it felt And very all the weird. solos with each person where they're like, yeah. It's really awkward. Yeah. It's Major, League, Major League Baseball figured this out. They actually pipe in the crowd noise. Yes. Our, uh, the they GOP could have piped it this. in yeah. while he was talking sure. so that it felt like it was a real event that yeah. was happening, right? If you, like, if you watch NBA, a basketball game, like, there's no crowd noise, and they're just running around, and it feels like you're watching a practice. It's it weird. It really does. Yeah. But MLB does it, and that's what they should have done for this. This is so, so surreal. Yeah. There's no energy. Everything is pre-produced, which is exactly what benefits Biden, because I don't even want to know how many it takes it took for him to you know, get through any of his speeches. <laughs> but I guarantee you this was done probably, what, weeks ago? And mm-hmm. they probably had him make sure that line by line by line, make sure everything was perfect. It's not at all how it would turn out if it was live. Not at all. Yeah. Well, he, and he still was like very awkward <laughs> and off to the side. <laughs> it was so bizarre. Like if he had been practicing for weeks, he should have been practicing for a few more weeks. <laughs> <laughs> like that was tragic. And I do have a question. I want to move on to some other uh, lowlights, we like to call them, of the convention. But I did wonder, what was the point of taking off the mask to, like, you can still talk with them on. We've seen people do it all the time. So you've already taken off your mask, but then he just puts it right back on. And it's like, but your mask is already off. Right. What it, I don't think scientifically, like, that's like the way the you're supposed to do it. Like, if the point of the mask is to stop spitting, you would want to keep it on while you're talking. <laughs> right. Like, so, that would be the time yes. that people would but be in the danger zone. Doing nothing with your mouth. Wearing the mask kind of... I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) wouldn't protect as much, you would think. I mean, they got to stop people from seeing him probably drool at random. That's fair. You know, Joe put the mask back up. You know, one of the cool things about wearing a mask, you can cuss people out at any time, at any point, and they have no idea that you're doing it. (laughs) You can walk by people in the mall, you know, give them a little... Well, I mean, they still have ears. (laughs) You just mouth it. Okay. You just mouth it. They have no clue. (laughs) Uh, And uh, some other lowlights from last night. Bill Clinton. This one is my favorite. Bill Clinton. I I don't know who thought that it would be a good idea to bring Bill Clinton up in the time of Me Too at the time where everyone is saying orange man bad because he's such a misogynist and he's so awful to women, but someone thought it would be a good idea to bring Bill Clinton in and talk about honoring the Oval Office. No, I'm not kidding. Watch. COVID hit us much harder than it had to. We have just 4% of the world's population, but 25% of the world's COVID cases. Our unemployment rate is more than twice as high as South Korea's, two and a half times the United Kingdom's, more than three times Japan's. Donald Trump says we're leading the world. Well, we are the only major industrial economy to have its unemployment rate tripled. At a time like this, the Oval Office should be a command center. Instead, it's a storm center. There's only chaos. Just one thing never changes. His determination to deny responsibility and shift the blame. The buck never stops there. Um, the Oval Office should be a command center. I have an idea of what kind of commands were going on when Bill Clinton was there. I'm not sure that I can repeat them. A porn command center? 
like a control room for pornography, something like that. That's what he did. That's that's the irony of this, obviously. That's I'm sure what you yeah. were going to say as well. It's absolutely ridiculous. I'm sorry. I, I could not get past when he's talking about the unemployment rate because the unemployment numbers are high because of progressive douchebags like Bill Clinton that won't let people go back to work. Right. That's the reason. Right. And when Donald Trump tried to open up economies, open the country up, or other non-progressive douchebag governors tried to, you know, is that a technical term? Yeah, he, exactly. <laughs> it is. It is. When they've when they tried, they've gotten hit by scrutiny from the left. Mm. So it's absolutely ridiculous that they're talking about the unemployment rate when they want the unemployment rate to go up. Mm. They want it to go up. Mm. It would be thirty something percent right now if we wouldn't have opened up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kezia. Well. You guys know that old age saying, take the log out of your own eye before mm. the splinter. Yes. I just, that's all I've got to say in this case. With, yeah. It's just unbelievable. Well, and it is interesting to watch because they hit him for, they hit President Trump for both things. Like, you have to pick one of the arguments. Either uh, he opens the economy and too many people are dying, or uh, there's too high of unemployment because he shut it down. But they seem to not be able to pick one of the criticisms of Donald Trump. They just want to have it both ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was interesting, you know, we mentioned the hypocrisy of having Bill Clinton on stage talking about honoring the office, uh, talking about not shifting the blame. Even CNN, even a CNN commentator could not contain himself when it came to pointing out the hypocrisy of Bill Clinton being involved in this. Here is what he had to say. How, How is it that Bill Clinton has not been canceled by the Democratic. How has he survived all of these waves of cancellation when he has been one of the biggest violators of these rules at all these years? I mean, we, we talked you last night about Dempson, the character. We talked about the use of character to try to say Donald Trump is a man of low character, Joe Biden is. Okay, fine. Trump is fine. If that's, that's He's fair game on that. It's totally fine. So you're going to say that in one breath and then say, Character matters. Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Clinton. I mean, (laughs) does this make sense to anyone? This has already been asked and answered decades ago. The point is that Bill Clinton is excellent at explaining stuff, especially the things that matter to everyday people. He's excellent at things. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. So there you have it. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. You could be a rapist. You could be a murderer. Hey, if you are good at explaining stuff. Right. Uh, who cares? Yeah. Who cares what you've done? I would argue Donald Trump is also good at explaining stuff. <laughs> I mean, if that's your bar, <laughs> then yes. Yes. We all succeed. Uh, Van Jones might believe in redemption. I don't I, I don't know. He, maybe he does, but he said we he believe said in we. redemption. Mm-hmm. And no, they don't. Mm-hmm. They are the party of canceling people for things that you tweeted about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. It does not matter if you say you're sorry. It does not matter. They'll keep on pushing. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely ridiculous. The fact is... They believe in redemption when it when it has something to do with Democrats, when right. it has something to do with people on the left or if they agree with their ideology. If it doesn't, no, you're canceled. You are not redeemable. Yeah. Do you think that the average American, well, I don't think the average American was watching, first of all, mm-hmm. right? But I think, but if the average American who was watching, because there probably were like five of them, maybe 10, I don't know. But uh, do you think that they look at these, look at these people uh, who are speaking at this convention and think, these are my people. These are relatable people. I, I really relate to them. I really relate to uh, Elizabeth Warren, who was the, the leading the DNC Native American caucus. Like, <laughs> you can't make this stuff up.
<laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Elizabeth Warren, uh, here's a little bit of Elizabeth Warren speaking at the Native American Caucus for the convention. Seriously, watch. I really hope that you will join us in fighting for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and in supporting the Democrats so that we can all continue our work for Indian country. It is more important now than ever. And again, thank you so much for inviting me to be with you today. Thank you, Ryan, for having me here. I'm really grateful. And I can't be with you in person, but I want you to know my heart is with you. Thank you, Senator. You have always truly been an incredible friend and more than kind in terms of your work with me and and with Indian country. We all know where your heart's at. And so thank you for for your good work. Oh, yeah. He looks so excited to say that. <laughs> look at look at his face. He was like, this is my idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the inside, he's like, they made me do this. You know, he was so pissed off. He's probably biting or he's probably like breaking his thumb while he was saying that. Oh, whose idea was this? <sighs> but you know what? They did just say that the Democrats re- believe in redemption. <laughs> yeah. So that's redemption. Fair, I guess Elizabeth. they believe in redemption, even for pretending that you're Native American. Even for cultural appropriation. She's which good at told. explaining things, which she seems like she's really good at stuff. it. Stuff. Explaining stuff. Explaining stuff, my mistake. <laughs> then she has redemption. We know the Native American, you know, tri- various tribes are, are pissed off. The yeah, Cherokee Nation right. just wrote, like, didn't they just write a real uh, public rebuke on her? Uh, that's what just cracks me up about that, that poor guy. I mean, you know he was forced into doing this. They want to, re- they want to re-normalize Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. They want to move on past that and make her to where she's, I don't know, maybe electable in the next election or something <laughs> like that. Oh, I don't know. Please but, no. You know, to, you know, to answer your question that you just said, you said, are any of these people relatable? Yeah. No, they're not. Mm-hmm. There's not a single, that's why Joe Biden is their candidate. Because right. he is relatable. Well, he used to be. He used to be. He can hardly articulate anything yeah. anymore. But he was their relatable guy. He was the guy that, you know, that's kind of why the Obama administration hated him. Did you read that? You guys read that political article about what they thought about yes. him? Because they hated that he wasn't the guy that was like the academic. He was the guy that instead of reading papers, he would go and talk to people and shake their hands. Mm-hmm. That's a guy that can win, become, that's a politician. That's right. what they need. But Kamala Harris, she, if she was relatable, she would be the nominee right now. But she wasn't. She sucks. Mm-hmm. Everyone hates her. It's a Warren. Every, literally no one in their party right now is relatable. And it's a big, big problem. Yeah. Well, they think being relatable is you have to be a woman to be relatable to women. Or you have to be black. Right. Or you have to be this or that. So it's like, oh, my gosh, like, this person is, looks like this. Like, wow, like, isn't it, wouldn't it be so great if we had this? It's like, that's, that isn't relatable, even though it seems like it might be. But it's not. Like an average American doesn't go, oh, my God, she has a vagina, too. <laughs> Just what? like me. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Wow. Oh, who yeah. knew? Yeah. I can really relate to this girl. She'll be good at running president. Insane. All right, we've got more coming up. First, we want to thank our sponsor of this segment, Home Title Lock. So uh, home title fraud, it turns out, is like it's a thing, and it's happening with more frequency uh, than previous times. You may have not heard of it, but the FBI calls it one of the fastest-growing co- crimes in the country. 
Uh, and so if you haven't heard of it, consider yourself lucky. Because if you have heard of it, it's probably because you had it happen to you and you know how awful it is. Someone literally finds the title to your home online. They can forge your name on the deed stating that you have actually sold your home. And then they can refile as a new owner and they can literally evict you from your own home, uh, your retirement nest egg, all of that equity that you have had in your home. It's all gone. It's all gone and you can do nothing about it. I know it sounds like it's this crazy uh, plot to like a Lifetime movie, but it's actually a real crime that happens. And unfortunately, you may think, well, I, I belong to an identity theft program. They probably protect me. Identity theft programs don't protect you. Banking programs that you're, you're enrolled in, they don't protect you. Home Title Lock does. They put a virtual barrier around your home's title and mortgage. And the instant they detect tampering, they shut it down. Now, you got to check. Register your address to see if you are already a victim and you don't know it. You've got to go to HomeTitleLock.com. Use promo code Y. It'll get you 30 free days of protection, especially if you find out that you are one of the unlucky ones. You're going to need that time to handle the crisis. It is HomeTitleLock.com. Promo code Y for 30 free days of protection. Back in a minute. thing I want to I want to bring up about the convention that's going on is something that really baffles me and I know if Stubergear were here uh, I could make his head explode very quickly because he really can't stand this guy but Andrew Cuomo Andrew Cuomo they have seemed to been able to parade around as this golden boy who comes up on stage and talks about how great New York has handled the coronavirus and how everyone should take a note from New York, so much so that now it's been announced that he is uh, he's, he's doing a book over it. He is doing a book uh, to, uh, to highlight, to just let it shine on how great he was at handling the oh coronavirus pandemic. And it's like, I, I don't, like, what is it? What is some someone tell me what is it? Do, is, do they just have the worst PR people in the world? Do they just know that the mainstream media is going to cover for them every single time they do something like this? Therefore, they don't have to answer for any of these ridiculous things. Like what? What is it? That would be like if like Hitler, Stalin, and Mao got together and said, "Guys, let's get together and write a book on human rights." Yeah, you know, and be, we're credible, so yeah. everyone will, will believe what we tell them. His track record is the worst in the country. So how the most deaths, everything like, wow. not to mention what what they did to you know the, the elderly nursing and nursing home homes. Scandal. Like what? Like are you just gonna leave all that stuff out? Mm. I don't. Yes, because he had his own. Like he investigated himself, and he found that he had done no wrongdoing. Oh well, so there you case, go. Case you closed. <laughs> I can already imagine the titles of each chapter. Like one chapter on humility, how to stay. <laughs> one chapter, how Donald Trump tried to slander me. Or yeah. I'm like, dude. Yeah, I mean, I just I watch it and I'm like, is is again? I go back to this. Is the average American fooled? When they listen to this, do uh, do you think that they know enough to understand? Do you think maybe, I mean, are they getting it from social media? Maybe they're actually getting the real story. I, it, it genuinely worries me sometimes. Mm -hmm. well, this is why I think the country is heading in a very, very dangerous place in a downward spiral. It, it, we're so polarized that the bases on both sides are so strong. There are still people in the middle, I think, that can jump either side. But the other two sides are living completely different worlds, mm -hmm. completely different worlds. So no matter what Donald Trump says, there's if, if there's not going to be hardly any dissent. If one person dissents, then they're going to get shouted down by the rest of the people in his base. Yeah. 
vice versa on the other side. They're not going to care if Cuomo's lying his butt off. They know it, in fact. Yeah. They don't care. They want their side to be right so badly that they're just going to shut their mouths so that they can be whisked into power. I mean, and it's that way across the spectrum all over the country. I, I can't. But I, then but then what but then what happens to that that small independent right. uh, group who will be responsible for, you know, which way the election shifts? What, I, I mean, but what about them? There's well, they're so crucial. I mean, and they're I, yeah, they're going to get they're going to get I don't, I don't want to say screwed, but. Well, they are screwed in the fact that such a, such a heavy responsibility is on their shoulders. And I, and I think they know that. But they're, they, they, I think they're absolutely the ones that, that gave it to Donald Trump in the last yeah. election. But you got to think, I mean, those are the people in like places like Michigan or Wisconsin. They're the ones who are like, ah, you know, I kind of scared about all this like, you know, far left stuff getting mm-hmm. thrown into the Democrats campaign. But at the same time, they don't like the way Donald Trump acts, yeah. which is a very, very valid criticism. Yeah. So what are they going to do? If, 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 if their hatred of, you know, if, if morally they think that Donald Trump's transgressions are worse than Biden, they'll just go with Biden. And then they'll roll the dice on, you know, Medicare for all and all those things. Because even if Donald, even if uh, Biden says that he's not for taking away, you know, private options, that's the direction they're going mm-hmm. in. That's the direction they're going in. Mm-hmm. That's the party now is being ran by people like AOC. Mm-hmm. Absolute morons yeah. with, you know, economic suicide. But that's the direction they're moving in. Yeah. What do you think, Kaz? What 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 does the average independent voter make of of all of this? What like do do they buy into Andrew Cuomo parading himself around? Do they understand the real story? Because they're not getting it from the mainstream media. I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea where people are getting it because, but I don't know. I think the younger generation is becoming like more conservative. Isn't that the case? Like they're getting sick of There's things. There's a subset of them. Yeah. Yeah, but. I, I have no idea because the news that I follow like on Twitter or Instagram or things like that, people that I like, it's a so small. There's such a few of them. They all know each other and they're also like constantly being like censored and videos deleted and it's so hard to find their videos or anything. So I don't know. I have no idea. You know what gives me hope, actually? Tell us, please. I'd love some hope right now. You know that super hot chick from Baltimore? Classic? Oh, God, here we go. Kimberly, yeah, Kimberly, yeah. yeah. Um, so beyond being super hot, uh-huh. she yeah. has a message that the GOP needs to adopt for almost every single thing. And it's literally picking candidates and people in these communities and then having them challenge the way the status quo has been. Yeah. And, and also, like, she helps the GOP counter that culture, you know, you know, narrative from the left, that they're the ones that care. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, that ad that she did, you guys oh, seen that great. ad? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, so good. Um, not only from the production value, oh, that was mm-hmm. insane, but um, just to challenge people on, look, the way we've been doing this it is Baltimore is for those, Baltimore, for those yeah. of you mm-hmm. who are, don't know who, who she is. You should know who she is. And she just won her primary last night, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anna Paulina Luna won yeah. hers as well. She's been on the show before. <clears throat> She's a good friend. Uh, and we Florida? congratulate her. Yes, in Florida. She will be uh, running against Charlie Crist. Um, now, here's an interesting one. Laura Loomer. Mm-hmm. She won. What do we make of that? I all well, do you know what? I would just really like to see Laura go head to head with like AOC and these because it's going to be like full blown cat fights, and I'm just here for the entertainment value. I'm here for it. We've given up on like getting America back to where it needs it's to gone. be. We're it's just... gone, guys. Forget about America. It's gone. Let's just get some like quality TV. 
Loomer, I think, it, it ultimately does not matter one bit, even some of the people freaking out over her, mm-hmm. um, because she's going to get utterly stomped in the, in the election. So it doesn't matter. She, she's, she got the primary, but she's not going to, to go on. I think there's a bigger thing that can be said of censorship in the case of Laura Loomer. You cannot censor people. It does not work. Mm-hmm. You can throw them off of every single platform if you want to. They're still going to find a way. What, what's going to happen is you're not silencing them. You're pushing them into a more radical space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're increasing their numbers, and, that, and th- those numbers are going to become more radical. Mm-hmm. So if you're just trying to stop radicalism, you're not. That's why open discourse, open conversation, even if it just irks you to death, mm-hmm. is better than pushing people off because mm-hmm. they will gain in strength. When you shut them down, that's which, what's happened. Which you you know you say that um, uh, Chad Prather he just did a show with um, Alex Jones. Oh yeah. yeah, and it it's the same thing with him. Is that if you, and if you go back and watch it, it re- he really it humanizes him and it gives you this um, this compassion I think for the person that you may not have had before of just like. This is just a guy. I know he might be kind of crazy, but like he, <clears throat> he probably should be allowed to at least talk because it's not, it's not violence. I know the left likes to say uh, speech is violence, but it is actually not. Um, and I feel like it, it probably does humanize them a little bit more to people. Yeah, I've think? seen, I've seen Alex Jones in like so many different th- outside of his the frogs and the this and that and <laughs> yeah. stuff. Like, and it's so funny. I love it. I'm totally there for it. But you see him in outside of his like little studio and things with Chad or with other people, and he is just a guy. He's just a regular guy who's. Just funny and just loves. I mean, it. I don't know that I'd go regular. Well, okay, <laughs> I'd say a regular guy. But but, but, it, but like you said, like it humanizes him. Like you're like not like I don't really think he's this like totally radical like, guy. I think he just has a lot of crazy ideas. <laughs> that case is interesting too because I think it was in that uh, interview that he said that they lost half their revenue, mm-hmm. which is gigantic mm-hmm. for an independent you know oh, news yeah. organization. Oh my gosh. But he said his audience increased. Yeah. Oh, wow. And that's exactly it. So like half the revenue, right. more people came to him on right. their private platform. That's exactly the point. Yeah. He's reaching more people, even though they tried to shut him down on every single platform. It does not work. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. We have got more coming up. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Ashford University. So uh, if you are, maybe you, you know, you're obviously, you're an adult, uh, but you still have goals of where you want to be. Maybe you're not really where you ultimately want to end up in life. Okay. But Ashford University can help you do that. Dare to dream bigger and start your bigger future with a degree from Ashford. They have online bachelor's and master's degree programs, and they allow you to learn on a really flexible schedule. Um, You can do it. You do everything online. So they're teaching you real world skills from real world experience in these online classes. And you can do it from home. You can do it maybe if you're working late one night at the office. You can do it from wherever. It is completely flexible. They have 60 plus programs. They've got business administration, healthcare administration, psychology, whatever it is that you are looking to do. You know, maybe you're in a job and you're like, I just, it's fine, but it's not. I really, really have a dream of being something different. Ashford gives you the tools that you need to go from dreaming to doing. Your bigger future starts today at Ashford University. There is no fee to apply. There's no standardized testing required to enroll. They make it very simple for you. Go to ashford.edu slash news. That is ashford.edu slash news. Now, I just want to make sure everyone is aware, not all programs 
programs are available in all states, so make sure that you check. And the program that you want is available in your state. It is ashford.edu slash news. Back in a minute. The United States Postal Service is going to pause operational changes that have, of course, uh, drawn public scrutiny. And when I say public scrutiny, I mean the Democrats have just been screaming very shrilly about anything that they possibly can. Uh, In order to avoid the appearance, the Postal Service does not want to give the appearance that they are attempting to influence the election. Postmaster General Louis DeJoy uh, announced the pause in a statement yesterday in which he emphasized that many of the changes that have caused alarm have been planned uh, even before he took over. He said, I came to the Postal Service to make changes to secure the success of this organization and its long-term sustainability. I believe significant reforms are essential to that objective and work toward those reforms will commence after the election. In the meantime, there are some longstanding operational initiatives uh, that have been raised as areas of concern as the nation prepares to hold an election in the midst of a devastating pandemic. To avoid even the appearance of any impact on election mail, I am suspending these initiatives until after the election is concluded. He did also say post office hours will stay the same. Uh, Processing equipment and mailboxes would not be moved or removed, despite what you hear from whatever that celebrity was that was like, I saw saw mail trucks being moved. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, thank you. And she was like, the the truck driver was wearing a red hat. I mean, I'm just saying, we don't know what kind of tampering. They're doing with the election because I've never seen a truck have to get moved on another truck before. Uh, so we'll see. But uh, DeJoy has he's tried his best to make sure everyone knows there's no tampering going on. There's no funny business. Jason, I know you are Glenn's chief researcher and there is a special on the United States Postal Service tonight. So I have a little bit of a hunch that you may have some feelings about this. <laughs> you know, we talked about uh, Alex Jones before mm-hmm. the break. Yes. And this conspiracy rivals anything that yeah. they could have could have criticized Alex Jones over. This is the craziest conspiracy theory ever. We've already have documented information that this is very, very common. This was happening under the Obama administration. Actually, Obama was very, very vocal in calling out the Postal Service mm-hmm. and throwing them under the bus. Um, it was fine for him to do it. Yeah. But to do it now... Uh, is some crazy conspiracy that they're trying to like stop people from voting. This is the most idiotic thing ever. And I cannot believe that Joe Biden has actually been saying this stuff as well. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, they've all been saying this. Um, look, it's very, very simple. We, we don't have to. And then part of the show tonight is like the dangers of the mail, mail-in system. One of the most ridiculous and inf- infuriating things is you read this in the papers all the time. Like, yeah, and the, you know, somebody, insert name on the right, you know, said that, you know, there was going to be fraud in mail-in voting. And then they followed up with, you know, with no evidence. Like, what are you talking about? Like, literally, I just kind of Googled once I read that for the first time, and I purposely misspelled every single word to, you know, to kind of make sure, make it even harder. Like, uh, is there ever been fraud with mail-in voting? And instantly, an article from the AP pops up about mm-hmm. a dead cat getting a ballot. Right. I mean, it's everywhere. It's yeah. everywhere. The Heritage Foundation, go to the Heritage Foundation. They have an actual database where you, they have every single mail-in ballot fraud, you know, case that's happened since the 80s. All over the place. It's like they, 
I don't. I, I guess it's like one journalist from the Times probably said that because he was lazy, and every single other journalist after that just kind of mm-hmm. parrots it or something mm-hmm. like that. Of course, there's fraud. It's all over the place. It's insane. Yeah, Casia. Uh, Voting is just so different in Australia. Like you have to show your ID and you get your name checked off and things like that. Like we don't have all this. I mean, I think there's going to be like fraud and things like that everywhere in right. every election, however way it's done. But I think there's some really confusing things with the U.S. like not having to show your ID or like the dead cat getting mail. All That's these. A true story. Oh yeah. no, I've seen that one, and you just go, "What in the world?" So I don't know why everyone's freaking out because I've always. Been like, oh yeah, the Democrats are going to try and throw the election by getting their cats to vote. That's what I thought. <laughs> and now the Democrats are upset because their cats can't vote. So right. I don't get it. It's a the crazy most, backwards. Yeah. <laughs> the most ridiculous thing is, is they're like trying to. I, th- I do purposely believe this is their insurance policy. Yeah. Whatever they can do to yes. kind of manufacture a few more votes. The most insane thing is that they're actually convincing people that this is what they need to do. Mm-hmm. Look, it's very, very simple. We are. We don't need an extra system. We already have a system in place for this. If you don't want to go to the ballots or the polls to cast your ballot. Get an absentee ballot. Right. It's so simple. Right. There's like, if you look on the little thing online or whatever, they ask, like, what's your excuse? You could probably say on there that I'm babysitting that dead cat. Right. And they would, oh, crap, here's your absentee <laughs> ballot. Fill it out and turn it in. Yeah. That's literally all you have to do. One of the, I was talking to Stu. The, one of the things is, this is how stupid it is, is like, are you sick or do you have a disability? Mm-hmm. Right. You could click disability and they don't even ask you what the disability is. Right. Oh, good enough. Okay. No, no big deal. And they send it to you. So literally, everyone, if they make you do this, get an absentee ballot, click disability, and then you'll go through the regular process and get it verified. Mm-hmm. And also, if you can protest, you can make it to the polls. Yeah, if you can out. burn right. down your cities and do right. all these types of things, I think you can. That, that takes a lot more effort, let oh, me tell yeah. you. A yeah. lot more effort than putting on a mask and putting on some hand sanitizer and going to the polls. <laughs> yeah. All those protests are like at post offices where they might even actually, no, they won't have polls there, uh, polls there but um, they're at post offices in mass, shoulder to shoulder, yeah. holding up signs like, yeah. you're stifling my vote. You can do that, right. but you can't go into a school and vote? It's incredible. Uh, and speaking of, you know, you brought up it's a, an Alex Jones level conspiracy theory. Speaking of Alex Jones level, uh, Representative Peter DeFazio, he has been just on a tirade on social media uh, in recent days about the Postal Service. I mean, this is this is how secure the Democrats are that they are going to win in 2020. They talk a lot like uh, obviously everyone's voting for Joe Biden because Donald Trump is crazy. But this is what they resort to. These people are not well. Watch. They're not getting this one. (laughs) (laughs) He's chained himself. He's he's literally locked himself, chained himself to the Postal Service box. You know, you've heard, guys have heard of social justice warriors. Yes. 2020 is postal Postal justice justice warriors. Pretty awesome. I mean, how can you look at that and be like, this is definitely a sane, competent party who, by the way, really thinks that they're going to beat Donald Trump in 2020. I reckon just let him. He's having fun. He feels like he's doing something. He's not hurting anyone. I feel like that's probably some sort of, I mean, that has to be some sort of a federal offense. 
right? Like they're very touchy the about the did about the not post look office. Really tight. Like it looked like he could just step out of them. <laughs> and that's true. He can just <laughs> literally just yeah, drape over him. Let's, yeah. let's pull, pull that up if we could. He could just like <laughs> lift it up and walk away. Yeah. yeah. I think that's okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. We've got more coming up, including Goodyear responding to a backlash over uh, what they say is not. Definitely not an anti-conservative cop bias. Uh, but first, we want to thank our sponsor, Rough Greens. If you have a dog, a little puppy uh, here in America, we love our dogs. They're part of our family. We let them, like, get up on our couches and sleep on our beds and way too many things that we really probably shouldn't do at the end of the day. But we love them. And we want to take responsibility for their well-being, their health. Dogs don't live as long as we would like for them to. So let's increase the longevity of their life. Make sure that they are living healthy, which you can do with Rough Greens. They obviously need nutrients just like you and me. Uh, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, probiotics, omega oils. Uh, these are all things that your animals need as well, that your dogs need, and they're not getting it from dry dog food because... In order to uh, get it over to have that really long shelf life at the pet store, they kill all of the all of the awesome living things that are in that food that your dog needs. So you get the rough greens, you sprinkle it on top of that dog's food that you already get, and it puts all of those nutrients, vitamins, minerals, probiotics, it puts it all back into their food, and it's going to promote a happy and healthier lifestyle. Your dog's also going to love it if you have any picky eaters. Ours is really picky. She like never wanted to eat, and now rough greens, she eats it all up, and we know that she is getting the nutrition that she needs. You can take the rough Green's 14-day jumpstart challenge today. It is $14.95. You will see the difference in your dog in 14 days or less. You can go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That is R-U-F-F greens.com slash blaze. Back in a minute. All right, Goodyear has responded to backlash and a call from a na- for a national boycott from President Trump uh, after... The, okay, so let me just... Let's just explain. I'm going to go in order, right, of events. So first, there was a, a picture, a screenshot that surfaced on a computer, uh, if we could show that, that says zero tolerance. It appears... You know, you see the Goodyear logo. It says one team on it. It appears to be some sort of an HR training uh, manual material. It says zero tolerance. And then on one side, it says acceptable. Black Lives Matter, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, pride. And on the other side, it says unacceptable. Blue Lives Matter, all lives matter, MAGA attire, political affiliated uh, slogans or material. So, I mean, it. I questioned it at first. I'm like, where did this come from? But, I mean, local news ran it. Uh, it, I mean, it was on all of the news uh, stations. Uh, Obviously, the insinuation is that Goodyear is training its employees to know that uh, they are only allowed to be political when it comes to Black Lives Matter, uh, more radical elements of the left. But if you are a conservative, you are not allowed to show your, uh, your politics at work. Now, after that, President Trump was not uh, not too happy about that. He actually tweeted, don't buy Goodyear tires. They announced a ban on MAGA hats. Get better tires for far less. This is what the radical left Democrats do. Two can play the same game and we have to start playing it now. Uh, after that... Goodyear came out and they've issued, now this is Goodyear corporate, they've issued a very lengthy statement that says that the visual in question was not created or distributed by Goodyear corporate 
nor was it part of a diversity training class. Uh, and Goodyear has zero tolerance for any form of harassment or discrimination. And that they ask for associates to refrain from workplace expressions in support of political campaigning for any candidate or political party. Uh, and that they, they support both equality and law enforcement and will continue to do so. But it is from Goodyear Corporate, so, so it's kind of up in the air as to maybe this was a local Goodyear that they decided to go one step further. Uh, Goodyear Corporate may or may not have been aware of it, but would it really surprise us these days? No, that, that's a bullcrap PR statement. Yeah. That's what that is. That's them going, oh, crap, we're caught. Get PR on something smart right away. Mm-hmm. That we're all about equality. Bullcrap. Because this, I wish the president wouldn't have focused on the MAGA hats. I, I wish he wouldn't have used that as, as the, I wish he would have said Black Lives Matter versus Blue Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you talking about? I can't say cops matters live, uh, uh, matter. How about all lives matter? Yeah, I mean, no, but you, you wouldn't be able to say that either because yeah. that's been considered a slam on Black Lives Matter. What about if you really believe in equality, you would have both. Mm-hmm. Both. That would be equal. Right. You could do that. Well, uh, of course, when you're talking about equality, you must be talking about LGBT. Right. Of course. That's that's the only way that they know to use the term equality. And and how can you have some things? I mean, they're deeming what's offensive and what's not offensive. Mm -hmm. So what if Black Lives Matter? Again, they're a Marxist organization Mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with black lives. Mm -hmm. Doesn't. Mm -hmm. Um, What if you don't agree with that movement? Well, then you're hostile. Then you instantly become hostile to that person in the workplace. Yeah. What, what if you don't agree with the LGBTQ you know, lobby? What if you don't agree with that? You're homophobic. You're, hom- you're homophobic and a bigot. Um, no, even if you just don't agree with it and that puts you off. So, I mean, the only way they could have gotten out of this is said, look, no activist stuff in the workplace, whatever. That, I'd be fi- totally fine mm-hmm. with that. Just don't wear that. Wear your Adidas shirt. You yeah. know what I mean? W- whatever. What that's, do you, go ahead. I'm just saying that, but that, that's a bullcrap PR statement. That's all that is. Do you agree with Jason? Yeah, I think so too. And, but I, I also think like Blue Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, they don't cancel out Black Lives Matter. Like the organization, like you said, Good is point. Marxist, is I don't agree with. But the statement that black people's lives matter isn't erased by saying all lives matter or blue lives matter. All can be true at the same yeah. time. They don't cancel each other out. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why... You can't say black, you can say black lives matter, but not all lives because all lives includes black lives. Like, it's just, that's why you know it's political because it's really not just like, hey, like, I love everyone or I love cops, my husband's a cop or this, that or the other. It's totally, they've, they've pinned them against each other as that's, though they're enemies, but they're not. That's an excellent mm-hmm. point, is because they've associated Black Lives Matter with political left. Yes. They associate Blue Lives Matter with political right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they want to shut out the political right and give free reign to the political left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which that, that does bring up an interesting point. I know we don't have time for the story, but uh, if we could get the, a full screen of LeBron James wearing his hat, that, that goes right to what you were saying. So LeBron James was wearing a hat that said it had Make America Great Again, and it was crossed out, and it said arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. Um, and I, th- I think that that's an important, it goes to what your point is, which is, I, like, no one, everyone was really upset, I think, about Breonna Taylor's mm-hmm. death. Right. Like everyone was very upset about it. So they've taken something that everyone agrees with and made it divisive. Yeah. No, like no one was divided on this. Everyone was was outraged. George Floyd. No one was said, oh, he should have deserved to die or those cops were in the right. No one said that. Right. Right. We were all on the same page. Yes. But then when you the people started rioting and burning down and killing people and just going full Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> then it's like 
<laughs> what? Like, it doesn't make sense yeah. because they are taking things like that and making them political when it doesn't need to be. We, all of us agree. We do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Causing divisiveness where there is none. Ugh, drives you crazy. But back in a minute. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that word, but <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. We'll <laughs> <laughs> find out. All right. Yesterday's poll. At this point, are you more concerned with COVID-19 negatively affecting your health or the lockdowns negatively affecting the economy? 94, almost 95 percent of you said the economy. Five percent said health. I have to believe that those are that must be a very the elderly people who think that because I can't imagine who would not say the economy. Uh, today's poll, which Democrat city is more dangerous right now, Portland or Chicago? Hmm, that's a tough one. Portland. You think Portland? Yeah, well, oh, yeah. I've seen, yeah, my husband, he goes there, he he's, comes back wounded and mentally <laughs> scarred and things, and you just see on Twitter so much violence. He's seen so many people just get beat to a pulp. It's really scary. He won't even take me there. It's yeah. too dangerous. And, and, and at least oh, hold on. He wants to take me there, but he won't take you there. Uh, hold on. That's well, good he to know. About her, That's obviously. Good to know. He's invited okay. me several times, so now I know. Jason, real quick. At least I think Chicago has actually reached out. Portland is not. They're doubling down. Yeah. So Portland's even long term is in a lot worse shape. Yeah. Let us know what you think. You can go to the Blazes Twitter. Thanks for joining me, guys. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.